Hi, I'm Calista. And I'm Allison, and welcome back to I Don't Want to Talk About Politics, where we discuss the things you don't want to talk about around the Thanksgiving dinner table. Uh, let's start off by saying that we're very sorry about last week. Uh, we're very much looking forward to putting out the episode. However, due to unforeseen remote recording issues, the audio got all jumbled. Um, however, we're back this week, and we're home from school, ready for summer break. Callista, how does it feel to be back home? It feels really great. Um, mm-hmm. just technically, I had a great one week of summer break, and now I started classes again, so that's fun. Yeah, same here. <laughs> um... How's, so you started back at your job, right? Yes. So I started back at the Quilting Bee where I've been working the last three summers? Since 2020. Mm-hmm. August 2020. And yeah, it's been good. Yeah, it's great. Um, well, so I started a new job. I finally got a job, which I complained about, about what, like two or three episodes from mm-hmm. in our Earth Day episode. But I finally found a job. I'm a bridal stylist at David's Bridal. Um, it's very fun. It's kind of like playing dress up with brides all day. And it's really cool getting to see people like find the dress that's going to be in pictures they're showing for the rest of their life. Um, I also took my braids out. And let me tell you, I sincerely believe that white people are God's favorite. Because my hair has about 15 different lengths and about 30 different textures, and none of them seem to work together. And it's so frustrating. And Calista, you could like wake up in the morning, comb out your hair, and fine, and be fine. But if I want to comb out my hair, it's like a 30 step process. If I comb out my hair, my hair grows to about three sizes bigger and poofier, and so I don't comb out my hair. Anyways, we also worked on planning on what we were doing for next month as well which was very exciting although your sister's um commentary on our planning for next month was so funny (laughs) would you like to tell the story so grace has a weird obsession she's my 12 year old sister she she thinks because we're i don't want to talk about politics and we talk about politics she thinks we only talk about Ronald Reagan. Nope. Wrong president. Try this again. John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy. I think she did mention Ronald Reagan at some point, though. Maybe. The only other ones for sure were Abraham Lincoln and George Washington. And Thomas Jefferson. Yes. Mm -hmm. Those are the only people we're allowed to talk about. Mm-hmm. So at one point we were talking about like we were planning what we were going to do around Father's Day and she goes uh, John F. Kennedy was a father. Oh like immediately like the words father had left my just left my mouth they just like entered into the universe and she goes John F. Kennedy was a father and I died laughing. Yeah it was really funny I was like mm-hmm. you know not exactly what we were talking about but okay we are recording remotely for the second time the first time we had some issues and we're trying a new software so if there are any issues with our microphones or anything and the audio sounds a little weird just let us know 
or just let us know and also give us like a little bit of grace because um yeah we're, we're really trying our best over here we just spent like an hour and a half today trying to figure this out so hopefully this works and will improve throughout the summer mm-hmm. um Calista do you have any more thoughts before we get into our top news stories of the week I don't think so all right let's get into it Uh, Starting off, um, we officially have coronated our new king, King Charles, our new king. We we don't have a king. We don't have a king, but like we can recognize he's like the only king that people care about. (laughs) Yeah. Like no one's ever like, hmm, the king of Spain or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, King Charles III has been coronated as well as Queen Camilla. Mm-hmm. Um, some interesting things. Katy Perry performed. Random. It's such an odd choice, but apparently she like loves Megan. Not Megan. She like loves Kate. Um, Kate. What's her last name? Uh, I don't know. I think is she sorry. princess or duchess now? I think she's duchess. Yeah, I think she's duchess. Anyway, she like I don't know. she like. She, like, loves Kate and has been, like, Queen Kate, like, notoriously. So I guess that's why they chose to perform. And then Prince Louis, who I believe is Kate and um, George's son. Is George the oldest brother? George it's is not. The, George is Louis' brother. Well, George is Louis' brother? What's the, older, what's the oldest son's name, then? Um... I for some reason completely forgot this the past two days. Someone said someone said Henry, and I know William. for a fact it's not William. That's what it is. William. Yes, because in Harry's book he always calls him Willie. Okay, um, so uh, their son Lewis, who I believe is the youngest, is he the youngest or is he just the youngest boy? Because I know there's George, there's Charlotte, and there's Louis. Louis. I think he might be the youngest. Okay. Um. Anyways, he there's so much footage of him absolutely just like rocking out at this Katy Perry concert, like living his best life, being such a like little ADHD, like hyperactive little goofball during this entire coronation, and it's so cute. Which I mean, like I understand because imagine how exhausting it is to be doing this event. That's honestly like six hours or however long it is also someone referred to him as the harry of the kate and william family and i think that is so funny and i hope one day he writes a memoir about how a memoir about what it's like being the youngest prince because i like that is all i'm asking for anymore it sounds so funny (laughs) yeah um we kind of talked about this a couple weeks ago about whether Prince Harry was going to attend. He did attend, but solo. Megan did not attend. Whether she was not invited or she chose not to attend, uh, yeah, we I don't, don't know. know. I'm surprised Harry attended. Yeah. But then, like, also, I don't know. 
Um, I do think that I do think that he should have attended. Like, I'm glad that he did, and I definitely yeah. think that Meg. I may. I think Megan should have attended because, like, Megan was like a C rate actress before this, and like now she's got like all this wealth and popularity from like she knew what she was getting into when she was marrying him and like i understand the royal family was like most definitely super racist to her but Mm -hmm. i'm also like i don't know that like i mean like like i don't know i don't feel that bad for her yeah anyways um, many people booed Charles being um, coronated. So I don't know if a lot of this is actual real footage, but there's like a lot of footage of people like chanting and saying that he um, chanting and like saying that they're not, he's not their king and stuff. I mean, I don't think anyone's happy that Charles was coronated. I think everyone thinks it should, everyone kind of wished that Queen Elizabeth had really muscled through for another couple of years until it could be William. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I wrote in my notes that Charles should be on the lookout because he's probably 100% at risk to be assassinated, probably by another member of the royal family. <laughs> I'm just kidding because I really don't want to get sued by Harry because he's suing everyone these days. He really is. Speaking of update, his trial did start this week, but there is no news coverage of it. Um, so I will update next week if there's anything, but he's supposed to testify this week. Um, he's supposed to be cross-examined at some point this week. So he was there in England for like 24 hours, like even less than that, flew back. And now he's coming back within the next couple days to get cross-examined for it. Um, now moving on, we have a lot more news this week. I think like the only thing that I'm glad the reason the episode I'm, like, not glad, but the only thing about the episode last week is we had no news. Everything happened, like, the day after we finished recording. Uh So, we actually have news this week. Um, So, there are parents, there are are two sets of parents um, who have sixth grade daughters at Wellington Middle School, Middle High School, which is in um, Colorado, that are suing because their daughters were encouraged to join the school's Gay Straight Alliance Club. Um, This comes from the Daily Mail. The information comes from the Daily Mail. There's also a Fox News article about this. Um, I just use the Daily Mail one because they had the most information. But the parents are, so the the heading reads that parents are suing over claims. Teachers encouraged their sixth grade daughters to join the LGBTQ club, but to keep it a secret. Um, so they joined, the daughters were encouraged to join, um, GSA, which is Gay Shared Alliance. And the issue is not in them joining the club itself. It's that according, it's that according to the article, the club's meetings actively encourage students to keep their talks about polyamory, puberty blockers, transgenderism, gender identities, sexuality, suicide, and name and pronoun changes a secret from their parents. And so this is all the type of stuff that they would talk about in their club meetings. Um, so a woman named Kimberly Chambers was invited to one of the me- to speak at one of the meetings. So Kimberly Chambers is the executive director of Splash, which is the supporting pride learning and social happenings. And they are like, she's like huge in the LGBTQ community, apparently. Like there's so many pictures of her, like all these pride events and stuff. And basically the entire thing about Splash is to encourage like 
I guess, education and like education on like trans, like, like LGBTQ issues, but specifically targeted at like, um, like, I guess middle, I don't, they didn't specify like middle schoolers and high schoolers. They specified like the younger LGBTQ community. So I'm sure they're trying to do this to elementary schoolers as well. Yeah. Um, so when she came and spoke at the meeting, she apparently told the children that if they were not completely comfortable in their bodies, that means they are transgender. Which, like, that is such a messed up thing to tell middle schoolers. Like, when has a middle schooler ever been comfortable in their body? Yeah, exactly. As- especially, like, a bunch of, like, a room full of sixth grade girls. Um, and she told them that it wouldn't be safe to talk about what happened um, at the meetings with their parents, so, like all the stuff that they talk about in their meetings, she told them not to tell their parents. And she encouraged the students to talk to her or other teachers. And she gave them her phone number and encouraged them to connect with her on Discord instead of discussing anything with their parents. So each of the parents, so the so the parents are filing. There's like a law firm that's um, filing on behalf of the two sets of parents, but each set has a different issue reason why they're suing so for one of the girls uh, they said that um because of the things that she heard especially like regarding like body image and stuff that she wanted to transition um however they like there was like months of her saying that she wanted to transition that she is transgender uh but like after they kind of after it kind of came out she came out with what they were talking about in the club and stuff um she actually no longer wanted to transition and had to go through um counseling because she was given like all this like gender dysphoria because like all the things that they were talking about to like an impressionable 12 year old girl and so the other girl this is really sad the other set of parents said that um their daughter began questioning whether she's aromantic or and asexual so for those who don't know aromantic means that you have like no romantic feelings like you have no desire and no romantic feelings and then like asexual means like you have no desire um like you have no essentially like no sex drive and you have like no desire for any sort of sexual relationship and um which like a 12 year old doesn't know that like i would say like i would say like most 12 year olds don't have a sex drive in the first place and shouldn't have and like even if they do, like no no self no twelve year old is asexual. No. Uh, like asexual no twelve year old is like asexual as in the rest of their life. Most twelve year olds are asexual in the way that they are twelve and don't want to have sex. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with aromantic and the fact that they're like using these terms on them and being like, We're labeling you as this and this is what you're gonna be the rest of your life. Like I can't imagine how like detrimental that was and it like in it's proof because um because of the things that she learned in this she's um because of the things she learned this and um eventually labeling herself labeling herself as aromantic asexual it caused her to have she admitted that it caused her to have suicidal thoughts and she said it began when she started going to the meetings and she said that like she got put in this like really dark kind of emotional state. And she said that she felt it specifically when she was at the meetings. And what's really sad is that she did eventually attempt to take her own life because of these, because of these thoughts. And like, that is so heartbreaking. Um, 
I believe that she is okay now. Like she didn't succeed at taking her life and she's starting to recover from it. And I just like really hope that both of these girls like kind of learn, unlearn the stuff they were taught in here and like learn to come into their own and find confidence in their own body and who they are as girls and eventually women rather than be like sat down and be like you think that you are you think that you are gaining too much weight and that's making you insecure no it's not your hormones causing you to develop a figure it's you wanting it's you being transgender yeah let's put you on puberty blockers and then make you more suicidal because of those puberty blockers exactly it's yeah, just really the, mess- left, the left says we're, that they're not being indoctrinated in schools mm-hmm. like it's in both of these girls i don't know if i mentioned with the last girl both of these girls um talked about having suicidal thoughts like if this is and like the girl one of the teachers said that transgender youth are more are more risk of suicide and that's for a reason like you can see this that these girls as soon as they started going to these meetings started getting into these dark places because like I don't, it's like it's for one it's not natural and two yeah. it's not stuff that they should be having to think about like discussing polyamory yeah. with like 11 and 12 year olds like that's so ugh yeah anyways um i don't know how um how when the lawsuit like when everything going through they're kind of they like name the parents but they're keeping the names of the girls under wraps obviously and so hopefully there'll be an update within the next couple months whether um with what's happening but for now like my thoughts and prayers obviously go out to these girls and their families and I'm glad that some responsible adults are stepping in and making sure this doesn't happen to other kids. Yes. All right. Callista. Yes. That's my name. (laughs) This is me passing the metaphorical microphone to you. I I realize that now. (laughs) Okay. So, this Saturday, there was a shooting in Texas. A gunman entered Allen Premium Outlets in Dallas and killed eight people and injured seven others. He had been monitoring the area. Monitoring? I don't think that's right. Monitoring? Monitoring, yes. Mm-hmm. He had been monitoring the area, watching for busy times, trends, things like that. This was a very planned attack. Like, when the cops went through, like, his phone and all of his, like, house and everything, because they were doing an investigation, they found several things that were like, oh, okay. He had been planning this attack. He had with him multiple weapons, including an AR-15 style rifle as the media said this what does that wasn't mean? clearly wasn't an ar-15 but they just wanted to label it as that mm-hmm. some sort of he had some sort of rifle and a handgun mm-hmm. 
And then the gunman's social media was full of extremist views such as rants against Jews, women, and racial minorities. There's a very clear sign of like mental health issues. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to point out like there are a f- multiple articles about the shooter's intention in this shooting and they still haven't released the one for the Tennessee shooting, the school one, because it would harm the LGBT community because it was so dark and like disturbing what this person's thoughts were. But like this is just a white guy and they're like, here, here's what his plans were. Yeah, like I just don't understand that. Like obviously all shootings are awful and I'm not like being like it's worse because they were Christian. But I am saying like I am saying like maybe this is contributing. Maybe like these serious signs of mental health issues aren't Mm -hmm. just because he was racist. Like it can be proven in other things. Like this person was taught like the person who – killed the kids in um tennessee like they obviously had a lot of hatred in their heart for christians like enough that they would go and they would murder children and like i'm not saying like the lgbtq mini community like directly caused that but i am saying that they do preach a lot of hatred towards christians as we talked about in our episode on why hollywood hates christians Exactly. That's a good tie yeah. in there. I'm quite proud of myself. <laughs> yes. I just was like, it's just a little odd that they are being keeping this other one under like lock and key, but this one they're like, mm, here you go. Here's all the details. Mm-hmm. Again, our hearts go out to the families. Um, there was one little boy who lost both his parents and his little brother. So he was the only surviving one from his family. I was like, oh, That's... like it's hard all of the families but like i was like that's so sad that is so sad yeah and we thank the police and the paramedics that responded they did their job took care of the situation it could have been way worse there was hundreds of people at this mall because it was like a huge outdoor mall Mm. and the fact like i know this is sad to say and like hard to say but like the fact that only whatever, seven, 17 people. Eight people. No, well, eight people died, but seven, I can't do math. Uh-huh. Eight plus seven is 15. <laughs> the fact that only 15 people were shot in a mall that was full of hundreds of people and this guy clearly had intentions of doing more harm. Yeah. It's just the police stopped it. Because uh-huh. they... No, it's like... Because uh, they shot him and he also died. It, like, it's also, like, a sign what, like, a good police force that is getting provided with funding can do. Because if this had happened in, like, Portland or in Washington or Chicago or, uh, like, in California, like, because we're defending the police, like, there's a very high chance that there would have been a lot more dead people and there would have been a lot more injured people. And so the fact that they had a team that was so ready to respond is truly it's it's one of the things to be thankful about yeah like it's hard to say that like oh yeah 
like I'm not disregarding these eight people that were killed, but yeah. it just the fact that it could have been worse. No, I I completely understand. Yeah, so our thoughts and prayers go out to them. Okay. Okay. Next story. So again in Texas, what is our obsession with Texas news stories? I don't know. Everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. Because we've talked about several things in Texas. Mm -hmm. So the Dell Children's Medical Center of Central Texas, which is located in Austin, is it? Hold up. My notes are confusing myself. Now the way that they the way that they um they worded this article was very confusing. Yeah. Okay, so at the Dell Children's Medical Center in Central Texas, which is Austin area, they are having a lawsuit because they are potentially doing gender transitioning procedures on children. Mm-hmm. A couple months ago, Project Veritas sent one of their undercover like reporters and found they were transitioning kids as young as eight and nine. But once that when they were confronted about it, the spokesperson said, as advocates for the best possible care and treatment for minors, Dell Children's Medical Group takes seriously any allegations about the care provided in our clinics. Our organization prohibits surgery and procedure or prescribing hormone therapy for the treatment of gender dysphoria for children. While our pediatrics and adolescent medicine clinics do not provide these interventions, we do provide a safe and welcoming place for children to receive other forms of primary care and treatment, including treatment of illness and injury, well, well, baby visits and school physicals. We are conducting a thorough review of this situation to the extent that care provided at our clinic may have been inconsistent with our organization's position on this important issue. We intend to take appropriate actions. So I'm not sure if the spokesperson was like trying to avoid like what's actually going on or if maybe... Somebody said something. I don't know. So we'll just. It's very. They're still looking into it. There's an investigation right now. But yeah. So I'm like. The way the spokesperson handled it. I'm like. Was she. Or were they hiding it. Or covering something up. Because it was very much like. We don't do that. Mm -hmm. This is what we do. But. Yeah. Like, either somebody in the clinic is doing it, or someone was given wrong information. So we'll see how that investigation goes. I'm having a feeling there's some kind of, like, there's some rogue, like, doctors and nurses that are doing some under-the-table stuff. Yeah. Let's get into our main topic of this week. I'm so excited for this. I'm, like, I'm, like, really interested in hearing what your answers are. 
Um, when we do episodes like this, we don't tell each other's answers beforehand, mm-hmm. just because it's kind of fun to discover some new and interesting information about each other. Um, so, Mother's Day is coming up on Sunday, which means that we're celebrating moms everywhere. Obviously, the best way to celebrate your mom is with a card, maybe some flowers, maybe some breakfast in bed. Uh, Calista, what are you doing for Mother's Day this year? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we're going up to Bridgeport, which is like an hour from us, and we're going to P.F. Chang's, which my family, we honestly go there We've gone there, like, a whole bunch of different Mother's Day. And, like, we all have, like, these little... We have, like, the set things that we all share. And then my little brother is two years younger than me. And he was really, really picky when he was growing up. And so he would always get the kids um, egg noodles with, like, honey chicken. And then I would always eat... I always, I thought it was so cool when my parents, parents finally let, let me start, like eating with them where they would like order the multiple plates and like eat i thought it was so cool because my older brother always got to eat with them and i never got to and they were like why don't we bring allison on this multiple plate thing and i thought i was like i thought i was like queen of the world when i got to be like "Mm, pass me some uh brock some like broccoli beef yeah yeah and then we just like walk around bridgeport and stuff they were barnes and nobles there um they have like it's like it's a it's like an outdoor mall it's actually um uh where my boyfriend works uh, i mm. i think i heard something about going on a hike possibly because i know allison mm. loves hikes so much i if the thing is i don't like hate hiking i just won't hike camelback mountain <laughs> yeah also, like, I just don't feel any joy from, like, getting out and walking. <laughs> like, if we're, like, I'm just, like, what, gonna walk and, like, look out at the distance and, then, like, at, like, the scenery and walk back. Like, I feel no enjoy from that. If I see mud, I immediately am itchy. <laughs> like, the textures of things around me really gross me out. It's so odd. Anyways, I got <laughs> off track. Um... The second best way of celebrating Mother's Day is by, you know, sitting down, maybe giving an episode of a podcast to listen with her. Maybe this podcast. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe just a segment because we are officially forming the Future Moms Club. That's right. Today we are talking about all things motherhood, except in the theoretical sense of motherhood as in how we'll be as future mothers so we have like three kind of different topics that we're going to talk about um kind of talking about things that we like that our parents instilled in us and what we want to do as parents things that we've either (laughs) maybe we've seen from our parents have seen online or from other parents that we don't want to teach our kids and then um imagining ourselves as future parents so let's start off with things that we like that our parents did yeah so overall my parents did a really great job (laughs) you're like not to brag i am perfect no i'm not saying i'm perfect but (laughs) 
Like, obviously, there was times that I thought they were bad, but they weren't. Mm-hmm. That was just me being dramatic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, every child goes through that phase. Yeah. But I feel like some of the things that I really liked about my parents were just making religion an important part. Like, I feel like that's really shaped who I am. Is mm-hmm. Making, like, religion a part of our everyday life. Yeah. And then they've taught me literally everything that I need to know to survive on my own. Um, We refer to Callista as the dad of the group because she has like so much like random useful knowledge that like I don't like we'll be like driving down the road and we'll be like what does that sign mean? And she'll be like, that's what that sign means. We'll be like, what does that sign mean? And she'll be like, that's what that sign means. And like, I will be like, I will have an issue, like a mechanical issue or whatever. And I will call Calista and be like, I need you to tell me how to fix this. I have fixed my garbage disposal in my apartment. I fixed, I put oil in my car, you know, important Mm -hmm. things. I truly um, believe it is a superpower that you as a woman in STEM, as a woman formerly in STEM, can put oil in your car. Because, like, you went and you knew what oil, and then you, like, put oil in your car in a white I, t-shirt. I had to call my dad to see what oil I needed to put in my car. I didn't just you, know. You knew where the oil section of Walmart was. I've possibly been in it a few times with my dad. <laughs> Maybe. Just a few. And then, let's see. What else have I fixed? Oh, my roommate kept flipping the breakers with her. She kept, um, she didn't flip them, but um, her stuff kept setting them off. So I kept having to fix them. So I, you know, had lights and stuff in my room because that's kind of helpful. (laughs) But yeah. I just learned today what the reset button does. Allison, I'm concerned about you sometimes. I just like never. I thought I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what it meant. I thought it was just like there. <laughs> just, just use the space. Yeah, like I just don't understand what the por- the porpoise, the porpoise of it was. <laughs> but yeah, so just my parents have been there and taught me everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what about you? I this sounds mean, but it took me a while to come up with a list. Um, it's not because I had bad parents. I don't have bad parents. Like I'll admit that. Uh, oh, I feel bad if my parents are listening to this. My pa- relationship with my parents is a little rocky. It's gotten better, but I've had a very rocky relationship with my parents pretty much my entire life. But that's because I struggled really badly with mental health issues, and so it kind of. Um, did that but like I think there's like a lot of there are a lot of good things that my parents did do um I never really had super strict parents which I know sounds like my parents just like let me go off and like smoke pot all the time it wasn't that I just didn't have super strict parents and I think that was really good for me because like they encouraged me to explore myself creatively and like express myself like I've been dying not dying my hair but I've had colored hair since I was in like sixth grade I was always encouraged to do arts and crafts I did a whole bunch of different sports like all that type of stuff I'm glad that my parents let me do and figure that out like I played I think I played I played basketball soccer 
Um, I did cheer. I did dance. I did volleyball. I did so many random sports. I did track. I was not allowed to do volleyball or basketball because mom said that was January and February were our months we did nothing. So I, I suck at volleyball and not great at basketball either. So maybe it's a good thing. Oh, you are so gl- you should be so happy. Jacob will not give me that picture of you playing at our volleyball tournament because that would be the cover for this episode if I could. Uh, yeah, no thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always encouraged to try things, um, and I was always like encouraged that like failure is not like a bad thing. It's always mm-hmm. a learning experience. Um, I grew up around a lot of kids who were perfectionists and I've never been a perfectionist. And I think that kids that don't, kids that growing up that don't know how to fail, like make for really bad adults and like young adults. And so I think that like teaching your kids that failure is okay is a great thing that they did. Um, I also, so I'm adopted. My parents and my older brother are white, and my little brother and I are of color. <laughs> that sent Callista for some reason. Because he was just like, yeah, so let me make sure it's slide in there that I don't match my parents. I'm adding, I'm adding some, I'm, I'm coming up to a point. Okay. Yeah, you can come into my house and really play one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> Um, but I feel like I've always grown up colorblind and like the best way possible. Um, in an essay one time I put it that my family kind of looked like a patchwork quilt and that was like stitched together by God, which that was like poetic Allison. So I'm like really mm-hmm. proud of myself. That was like sophomore year when I was like really into writing poetry for some reason. Um, and like that family isn't blood. Like I've never been like my mom is any less my mom because I didn't like pop out of her one day and like I think that I feel like a lot of people especially the media is like if you have to adopt that is the end of the world but like I think that it's like giving me such a passion for like kids in the adoption system and like my little brother and I were adopted as infants but like one day I want to adopt like older kids and stuff and like Mm -hmm. I like like, I'm really passionate about reforming the adoption system and stuff. And, like, I'm glad that my parents um, kind of instilled that in me. Like, sometimes I even forget that we, like, don't look alike, which I think is really funny. Because, like, sometimes my dad and I will be walking around in public and he'll do something weird to me because, like, your dad just does weird things to you. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, he'll try to hug me and I'll, like, run away from him because I don't want to be hugged. And people will be like, are you okay? Is this man <laughs> bothering you? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, no, 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 that's my dad. Like, don't, don't worry. Oh, and, like, the last thing is, um, I had a house that everybody wanted to go to, which I appreciate. Because, mm-hmm. you like, you know, when you're, like, friends and you're, like, mm, you have to go to Sierra's house? Yeah. Yikes. But I had a house that people like to go to. People like my mom a lot. So that's great. I feel like people, I think my mom likes most of my friends more than she likes me. <laughs> okay my grandma my grandma really likes you by the way when I hung up the other day she was like she goes I love that Callista girl 
It's so sad. She's she's like, we need to figure out a plan to keep her from graduating. She's going to be like, I'm personally going to um, make you stay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, our second one is what we don't want to install in our kids. I really had to think about this one. Has my parents not didn't do anything that I'm like, I don't want. But mm-hmm. TikTok parents. I will not be a TikTok parent. parent. There's no way I'm getting famous off my kid. But, like, I just don't think it's right when parents, like, post their kids and get famous off of their kids. Because basically they know they can't get the fame and attention they want. So they use their kid instead. Yeah, um, so Jeanette McCurdy, who played um, Sam on iCarly, she has a memoir called I'm Glad My Mom Died, and it's about how her mom basically used her as a cash cow Mm -hmm. when she was growing up, and, like, she had, like, all the stress put on her because her mom was basically, like, our financial stability depends on you being successful, so I don't care if you like it or not. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who've talked about that. I mean, like, think about Britney Spears and everything that happened with her. Mm-hmm. Think about all these, like, kids. Like, there's, a, like, an era of, like, kids who parents are vlogging them who are going to grow up and tell their stories one day about how they were essentially, like, the number – they were the, like, one that was the financial backbone – yeah. Of their family. And so if they stop, they stopped eating. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So that's that's like something I really had to think about. It and I was like, nope, that's what. Mm. The one thing that I'm like, I will not do. What about you? Um, here's a thing I feel is controversial. Closet just gave me the, a scared plug. Because when that Uh, comes out of your mouth, I don't know what's going to come next. If your kid doesn't want to spend time with you, I don't think you should force your kid to spend time with you. If I, when I was in middle school, I was like the worst kid on the planet. I was not like a bad kid. I was just, I very much wanted to be alone and I used to get forced to watch movies with my family. And I still remember being like, I was in such a bad mood. And I was in such a bad mood. I didn't want to be around anyone. I just wanted to be up in my room and cry. Or, like, listen to, like, my sad girl music. And my parents would be like, no, we're having family time. And then it would just, like, not be fun. Because then I would be, like, fighting with my parents the entire mm-hmm. time. And, like, I don't know. Like, I just think that, like, some, I feel like I, I understand some situations. But I think there's, like, I think it kind of needs to be understood that, like, sometimes kids, especially, like, preteens, just need to be alone. Yeah. My, and, like, mm-hmm. my parents would always, like, check on us when we were like alone for a while mm-hmm. just to make sure like we weren't doing anything we shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. and I feel like like yes we had some more alone time but also they checked in and I feel like that it was a good balance I when you were saying TikTok parenting I thought you were going this way with it I don't believe in gentle parenting 
Mm, yeah, no. Yeah. Don't think that you should like mentally and emotionally abuse your kids. But I don't think be like, hmm, how about today we decide what our punishment is? It's not a good form of parenting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, this was on, we kind of talked about this on the episode that never ended up coming out, but I don't think that you should call your, I don't think parents should tell their kids that they're special. Yeah. I think that every kid, I don't, I think that every kid is unique, but I don't think that every kid is special. And I think telling your kids they're special is just going to give kids a lot of ego and mm-hmm. like egotistical kids become like the imperfectionist ones. And they're like, I am above everybody else. Yeah. My parents, like when we did our projects or whatever, were like, oh, that's okay. really good. Like, mm-hmm. let's try harder. Like, let's practice this. Let's like, they never were like, you're so special or that's mm-hmm. the most amazing thing like yeah it would be very much like let's do this and i i appreciate that because i feel like it really um like shaped who i am now mm-hmm. like i don't think a kid should ever feel like they're not doing well enough like i don't think there should ever be like this is what you did and like that's good for now but you can keep improving but I also mm-hmm. like I think there's situations for that and there's situations for being like this was really good and leaving it at that but I don't think a kid should ever I don't think someone should ever be like you are perfect yeah I I see no improvement needed um let's see if your kid is talking about something, um, get excited with them. Mm-hmm. If your kid's excited about something and you don't get excited about something, it's like the most crushing thing on the planet to the kid. Yeah. Um, uh, and then lastly, you know, like, it's like, you know, peer into your souls, deep into your souls. And then, you know, examine the future and, like, imagining ourselves as, like, future parents and, like, what we want to do, like, how we want to be as parents. Like, obviously, no parent's perfect, but, like, yeah, every parent can be the best parent, can try and be the best parent for their kid. Yeah, just, you know, obviously want to raise kids that grow up to be good people. Um, to love God and love others. Oh, a good one. That men are men and women are women. Mm -hmm. I want to homeschool my future kids, so, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) That was everything I had. (laughs) I honestly don't know, because I was raised in a public school system, and I think I turned out fine. I'm not saying you didn't turn out fine. I just have always. No, but like, I also understand, like, I know a lot of people, like most conservatives want their kids to be homeschooled or go to private school. Mm-hmm. And like, I can see that, but I also am like, I, I don't know. I like. Mm-hmm. I think it very much depends on the school district now. Mm-hmm. Also, I think it honestly it depends on the kid. Yeah. Because like. I think that growing up in the public school system was really beneficial to me because I feel like I really experienced like so many different people's point of views. Mm-hmm. And like, like I said, like you and Amanda, other than like the people I went to church with are like my first conservative friends. Mm-hmm. Like I've never had a friend who was like actually conservative, like other than the people I went to church with, but that was kind of different. Yeah. And so like, it's odd 
being like um so like it was like always odd to me because I feel like when I was like with my like uh liberal friends I'm always like on like on like the defense like waiting for someone to attack me like very carefully uh like um choosing your censoring my words Mm -hmm. but like I also feel like I have like a really good understanding of like how they believe and stuff and I feel like it makes it more I feel like it makes like I feel like I benefited a lot from that yeah and even being homeschooled I have friends Mm -hmm. from all different backgrounds also yeah like I'm not uh, that's not what I'm saying but I'm like saying that like I think that I think that like being a like constantly being around that many different types Mm -hmm. of stuff was really good for me like I grew up like the high school I went to was mostly Mormons Mm mm-hmm uh, like mostly Mormons and then really rich Asians. <laughs> it was an odd mixture. It was a really odd and mixture. And then there was Allison. Just and then there was Allison, who was like one of like seven black people in the school because it's Salem, Oregon. And they tried to make, I totally forgot this, they tried to make a black student union at our school, which is really hard when you have seven black people. And the yeah. only reason we showed up was to eat pizza. <laughs> I mean, that's the only reason I would show up. Um, the Black Student Union was the first time I realized there were, like, actually other Black people at our school. <laughs> I was, like, we all, like, showed up being, like, I did not realize this many Black people weren't here. Okay, how I will be as a parent. <laughs> Let's get into this. I mean. I want kids. I want kids that I can get excited and enthusiastic with i want kids that are enthusiastic about life and trying things um i want them to befriend i want them to befriend everyone and i want them to encourage to be in the world but not of the world and not to be afraid of getting hurt um failure or imperfection um i want kids that understand that intelligent comes in all forms and through that being a light onto others as well as being their being like their own unique little selves i just want to raise a bunch of little weirdos honestly you're like i want to raise very weird kids and i'm like i want to raise very like you know good people who come like proper and all that you're like the weirdest child possible I want a weirdo kid i want a kid i want such weird kids Weirdo kids are the best. Oh my gosh. Whenever I teach preschool or anything, my favorite one is to find the kid that's just absolutely bonkers in the group and be like, you keep being you because I hope you turn out even weirdo. (laughs) Okay. Like, I don't want them to be like licking rocks, but I do want them to be like. (laughs) Didn't you do that? (laughs) No, I never licked rocks, but I did eat a crayon. Who was it that said they licked rocks? I did say that to prove a point about my immune system, because I have a very good immune system. Okay, I was like, I feel like somebody said that. <laughs> no, I don't want them to be, like, actively, like, sitting and, like, eating dirt, but I do want them I mean, to be, like, God made back his little off. No, 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 no. No, no, I'm not, a, I'm not this full God made dirt, dirt, want her thing. I'm very anti this mindset, you actually. What? I said I made dirt. That's so weird. Child, okay. I had a crayon. That's weird. I had a blue crayon. Very specific. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Also, so as, 
as a as a woman of color, mm-hmm. one of the things that your parents will put on you as women of color is um, shea butter or like cocoa butter. And so mm-hmm. I used to get cocoa butter put on me like every night after my bath. And, you know, it makes you all shiny and it moisturizes your skin and stuff. And it came like a big tub and it looks mm-hmm. exactly like actual butter. And so when I went to my grandma's house one time, she had like a little dish of butter sitting out on her table and I just put my hands in the butter and took a big scoop and just started like rubbing it all over my skin when and she comes back mm-hmm. when um ever I have sap on my hands I use butter because it removes it all right do you have any concluding thoughts on this subject um no <laughs> now tired (laughs) i'm tired too this was fun i want to do another episode like this Mm -hmm. um we also would like to wish um our moms grandmas all moms in any form future moms current moms um a happy (laughs) a happy a happy mother's day and we hope that you have a wonderful day. All right, let's finish up with our pop culture news of the week, which we took a little break from. Um, If you haven't heard, there is a writer's strike going on right now. This has been hinted at for months, but it has kindly, finally come into fruition. Yes, the writers are striking. So um, this is our second time following a strike on the podcast i feel like all we follow when it comes to news is tra- is lawsuits and strikes uh-huh. so there we go um yeah and the writer strike texas mm-hmm. this is in los angeles and across a whole bunch of things so writers uh the writers alliance are claiming that they are not being paid enough especially because of the streaming services and stuff And so they're striking for better pay. Um, Some of the signs they've made are, like, hilarious, though. Um, I can't think of anything specific, but, like, um, it's been really funny. Um, A lot of actors are coming out and supporting them. Pete Davidson has come out and support them. Um, A bunch of the Marvel actors have come out. A bunch of big TV shows are in support of them, but also means that a lot of productions are being shut down right now or being delayed. So Marvel's Blade is being delayed, which I'm very sad about. Um, I don't know if it's being fully shut down, but it's being delayed. Stranger Things is on delay. Yellow Jackets, which is a new Prime show, is on delay right now. Um, there's a whole bunch of other examples, but until at least they come to agreement about what they're being paid, this is going to um, continue shutting down TV show. So it'll be interesting what's going on. A lot of people saying that the primary cause of the strike is because of how Netflix is treating their writers, which is an interesting theory. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly don't know enough about how the um, unions work specifically in Hollywood to have like a complete understanding of it, but I know for a fact that they just don't get paid enough. Um, how do I think this is going to end? Um, I don't think that they're going to get everything that they want, but I think that there will be a compromise that's going to come to. And I think that a lot of TV shows are going to get shut down in the process. I think HBO Max is going to lose a lot on a lot. And I think Netflix is going to lose out on a lot because those 
productions have both had a lot of issues with their writing teams recently hbo max has like a new show coming out with lily rose depp in it and they've had a lot of issues with the writing team on that and in netflix just overall with everything going on with how their platform is evolving has had a lot of issues on that as well so pretty Mm -hmm. interesting um yeah it's just like a it's pretty it's i hope that they get what they want i believe that the last writer strike was in like the early 2000s maybe 2010s and a whole bunch of tv shows ended up getting canceled over that too uh-huh so and i believe that they got a higher pay so hopefully this works out for them yeah all right well thank you so much for listening to this episode uh, check us out on Instagram at IDWTAP underscore podcast. Also check out our personal Instagrams, which is at Allie.joy173 and ColostaJ1776. Mm-hmm. Check out our references page, which is always linked in the description below, as well as a place for you to leave us voice messages. We'd love to hear how you think that you would be as we'd love to hear some submissions for the future moms club (laughs) (laughs) Calista what are we talking about next week next week we're going to be talking about both conservatives fleeing liberal states sorry it's not both conservatives I just did not edit that right I was I I changed the way I was wording sounds odd okay next week we're talking about conservatives fleeing liberal states to Texas and Florida since the two of us come from two of the bluest states, we're going to, going to, going. We're, go- we're going to. Going to. We're going <laughs> to be disgusting. Going to be discussing our thoughts on the red exodus and if it's our duty to be the change or if all hope is lost. Thanks this for- next this next episode is going to be a little bit of a doozy (laughs) just because it's kind of just because we have some mixed ideas on how we're formatting it so if anyone's Mm -hmm. like hey here's some hey i have thoughts on this like send us an email because that would be really helpful um but yeah i'm excited to talk about this um I honestly, like, don't even know what my full thoughts are. I feel like I won't know until I actually start recording. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening this week. And once again, we're wishing all mothers everywhere a very happy Mother's Day.